Hello, everybody. Welcome again. Once and for all, you're trapped here for life as a fan because once you listen, you can't stop. We're like, uh, is it Pringles? Once you pop, the fun don't stop. Yeah. Greasy ain't fun. Ma, 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 ma. I heard recently that Pringles, they're like, they're not actual, they can't be called potato chips. They're crisps. Because they just, they like do like a, they make potato dust and then compress it into that shape. And I was like, Oh, that's why they're so good. Yeah, they had a lawsuit against them a long time ago. That where they, oh, they just—I think they're <laughs> called crisps instead of chips. What do they, they call crispy. them in England? Uh, I don't do that. Yeah, they probably have Pringles in England. No, I know but they call chips. I, I know crisps. they do. Yeah, but they already call, call them crisps. Maybe they call them double crisps. <laughs> oh shit, crispy crisps or garish crisps. I don't know. I'm Mitchell Phillips. Sitting next to me is always Spencer Callender. Thank you for joining us on this journey of justice, uh, tossing it out to the good and the bad. We do hats off. They sound like that. Celebrities, politicians, folks from history. But on the same ourselves. Yes, sometimes ourselves. We will something will spiral into an anecdote, and then you're like, "Oh, I'm a bad person." (laughs) Uh, But we 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 have big hearts, though. Yeah, we we're we're on the right side of history, as the people that don't like us say. Uh, And then this is a gloves off. We basically cover everything, and I'm going to start it off real quick with a hats off. You ever heard of Robert Landsberg? Nope, not familiar with them. He was a uh, photographer for, I think, National Geographic. Okay. So, 1980, Mount St. Helens is going down. Ooh. It's already happening. It's smoking. The thing starts to rock. And he runs towards it. He looks... I, he Essentially, he, uh, he he's like, all right. Like, he like takes, a, I'm assuming, just like a look over his back shoulder, and it's just like, nope. So, he packs his camera and his film as, like, as much as he can. And then, like, gets it in his car and then laid on top of it. And they found, once the volcano went off, he, like, realized he didn't have enough time to get away. So when they come for the cleanup crew, like, three weeks later, they just pulled his charred body and he was protecting all of his film of this shit going off. That is pretty amazing. That's I mean, a hats dedication off. to the craft. Absolutely. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's an artist. And the pictures was were the negatives preserved? They were amazing. Yeah, they were printed, like, a year later. They're in, like, the archive for, like, the best photos of 1980. Yeah, if you're given your life... Quite literally, for a natural disaster. <laughs> but not even that. Like he was just like he was up there too long. They told him to evacuate probably fifty times. Well, he was there too long because he's a good at his job. He's yeah, like, I gotta get the shot. Yo, I gotta sure. get the money shot. That thing kicked off though, and he was just like, "Oh, I can get five more shots in, or I can attempt to escape." But he's like, "This is futile." He's like, "It's like a, like the the photographer equivalent of like getting carried out of battle on your fucking shield." You know what I mean? That's pretty great. That's fucking good. I that was yeah, I read he got that. His, he got his name mentioned. That's that's nice and inspiring too. That was we they we just had the anniversary, right? Because there've been a lot of Mount St. Helen pictures on, yeah. online. Something like that. I close. went there. I have some of the volcanic ash mm-hmm. in a little jar. That's cool. Could do just you, be any ash. Do you keep it in like a little mason jar where you you collect ash from all over the world? So you know, <laughs> like what people do with beaches. Yeah, you just do with catastrophes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this is from Pakolomi Laka. It's a black sand beach in uh, Mukalami Island. It's one of the small islands of Hawaii. Yeah, I need to go and visit <laughs> more volcanoes. That would be funny if we get to the level. Like podcast listeners, this is depending on you. Spread the word. We want to get to the point where we can <laughs> take a volcano tour globally. We're hitting. We're just doing stand-up in all of the biggest volcano spots. Where the biggest disasters were. Vesuvius, Pompeii, St. Helens, um, wherever they filmed uh, the movie, uh, the volcano movie with Pierce Brosnan. Dante's Peak? Is that, yeah, I get Dante's Peak and Volcano mixed up. I think it was Dante. Uh, The beginning where the people are like, 
it's a hot spring. Let's just jump in. And then they, and then the, right before they hop in, a fucking skeleton floats to the surface because the water's like a thousand degrees because the volcano's about to pop, dude. That movie freaked me out because I went to Costa Rica to one of those hot springs and a volcano erupted before my oh, eyes. Shit. And it's like I'm not getting in there. I got the hell out of that. You water. at least, yo, bro, you give it the like the cartoon like. The big old angle of like dipping just your big toe in there to test it out. But it was cool because they had a water slide and everything. But then I was I was sitting in the pool and I could actually see lava shooting out. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, that happens all the time. It's completely normal. I think we talked about it on the podcast was the uh, the guy, his dog went in the hot spring and he went to get it and died. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> numb nuts. Oh, I love hot springs. I've had dogs, but like I would never like I have had like I grew up dog person. Both all my families that I was cut split custody between were dog people, but the uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't kill myself for any of them. No, well, did you see that guy? What was it? An alligator took his dog and he ripped. He got <laughs> it out of the out of the alligator's mouth and yeah. saved his life. Like just let it go, man. I was watching. Uh, you can get dogs for free all over the place. Oh, you know what I don't like is like even shelter dogs. Like they're gonna run you like forty seven bucks, bro. Yeah, you always think they're free, and they're well. You can't get it unless you get this shot, this shot, this shot. A little, little. It's like, snip. yeah, it's, it's free. It's like weed, where they're like, no, it's free, but we we highly recommend you donate forty dollars for this amount. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a, legal. I used to go to house shows like that all the time, where it's a free show. It's a ten dollar donation, and some big guys just it's like, come on, dude, come on. How you got to buy my CD. I've got four. Yeah, I'm not. No, I already your signed CD. it for you. I did that. I was in Pasadena last week, and I went to park in a parking structure. And I was going to go in the free one, and then I saw one. I was like, a car park for our fan in London. It's $3. I'll just pay the 3 bucks. There are four of us in the car. Not a problem. And then we pull up, and it says $3 and in tiny print for the first 10 minutes. $9 for three hours. Like, they, do that down, they do that downtown. Like yeah. off of like Hill Street, or like where that big Wells Fargo and everything is. Um, they're like one dollar parking. You pull down like the spiral to like the seventh floor, and then it's like $1 for the first 15 minutes. $9. For an hour after that, and like twenty eight dollars for the day. Yeah, I should have known I'm better. I'm going to jury duty. Yeah. I can't pay twenty eight dollars for fucking parking. Yeah. Um. Well, hats off to that National Geographic guy. That's a beautiful thing. No, that's great. I hope that's to go out on like through my arti- artistic endeavors like a tenth of that badass. Yeah, like, and he didn't want to die for nothing, so it was selfless for what we the pictures we got to see, but selfish too because he got to live on. And we'll live on for the rest of time. Well, like even like I I saw this in like in print, and I went and found videos of like photographers talking about it, and they're like, no, they're it's not just because he died. Like sure, they, they're yeah. f- they're phenomenal photographs, and he literally gave his life to his craft. I was like, fuck yeah, dude! <laughs> just I'm like I'm not like I'd like to say I was like tearing up, and like the artist to me was like, oh fuck, and but it was really just like goddamn, but <laughs> like that's fucking gangster. He's dude. bad to the bone. It's like. uh that dude would have been like taking photos in like Sparta, <laughs> when like most people like, especially in like L.A., you see everybody with the camera around their neck, the fucking wearing a beanie in July. Yeah, you're yeah. like, you're like, dude, come on, go die from a volcano. Yeah, you're not a real artist just because you're gonna take a picture of some shitty tag on Melrose Boulevard <laughs> yeah, that yeah. kind of looks like Banksy. Spanksy, we talked about how Banksy's overrated last week. Yeah, he's a chump. Um, hope you guys liked last week's episode, Jared Levin. Yeah, thanks, Jared. New for friend of the on. show. Love the guy. Um, Daraj Navel on Instagram. Uh, it's your turn. Let's go. I got my gloves off. Ooh. Not happy with this police department in Florida. Uh oh. Fucking Florida, man. All right, so this five year old kid is getting babysat by his 
like fourteen year old sister. Sick. He's hungry. He he dials nine one one and tells the operator, "I'm hungry. Would you please send me a pizza? I want to order a pizza." And Hilarious. So I'm also mad at the journalist because in the article it said a five year old boy called nine one one to d- get a pizza delivered. They delivered a lesson. Oh my god! So the cops show up. Yeah. Oh, a couple more articles like that. You're moving yeah. up to the big <laughs> leagues, bud. Yeah, you're working some. They'll be working at fucking Harper's in no time. You local asshole. Florida rag. God damn it. South. Some Beach. fucking quarterly bullshit cigar magazine. Some, you faggot. So uh, this the cops show up and they give him a lesson about how nine one one is only for emergencies. It's not for ordering pizza. <laughs> Except they brought him pizza still. How is this five-year-old going to oh, learn a lesson? Oh, wow. You really dealt out justice there. Not only did he get... Jacksonville PD. Where, what city was this? I don't know what city. It was, it was in North Florida. or South? I'm guessing South. Okay. Probably Middle Country would be... Middle? Clearwater area? Yeah, maybe Orlando. But how five-year-olds are not going to learn a lesson. Those That five-year-old just made the cops his, his bitch. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Obviously, it's not just for emergencies. I just got a free well, pizza. See, what if it's the, the story goes... They felt bad for him. They're like, they had a couple guys like, whatever. It's like a uh, hearts and minds. You know what I mean? Protect and serve. Like, be a part of the community. They were like, this kid called and was hungry. Like, it'd be an Instagram moment. Because police departments do think like that nowadays. We're like, Where they show up and play basketball with the kids. Yeah, or, or they like uh, they yeah. go and get in like, a water balloon fight on the block and then just get destroyed. But they're like, we started this. We can't shoot them. Uh, but, but if anything, the cops should have gone to the kid's house, said, hey, 911's for emergencies only. Let me... Give you the number to Pizza Hut. Oh yeah, and you can call, and we'll. It'll be. It would actually be a teaching lesson. In my world, everybody, every police officer should be Tommy Lee Jones from uh, No Country for Old Men. Oh. Like firm, fair, just, but n- no bullshit. And also terrified because he's in a world he doesn't understand anymore. Well, themes, themes. Oh, <laughs> that uh, that movie hits too hard. He's like. What is he when at the end when he's talking about? He's like, "Well, my pop was a sheriff around here." Oh no, that's the beginning when he's like, "He's like, shit, half of the old timers didn't even carry a gun." <laughs> I was like, "Oh shit!" Didn't need to neither. Yeah, I mean that that one line is so powerful when he can't understand the bad guy in that movie, yeah. Javier Bardem, and he's like, the when only he's thing that ever scared me is what I can't understand. Something like yeah. that, but it was just a. He's talking about like retirement line. and uh, just like his wife's just like. I asked if you wanted, like, scrambled or over easy. Yeah. <laughs> You're getting way philosophical for a hillbilly cop in the middle of fucking nowhere. And then he, he looks up. Bitch, didn't I say to make me some <laughs> eggs? But, yeah, in the ending, that dream, then I woke up. Yeah. Yeah, dude. That movie is so oh unreal. Dude, Bardem comes out and puts his boots on. With the last one, they're like, you know what happened. They didn't even have to show that, that bitch getting killed. He just keeps his boots clean. Oh. Oh, the coin flip. How much have you ever lost on a coin toss? What is this guy like the ultimate? Well, what do I have to win? Something? What do I have to win? Everything. Everything. Um, yeah, yeah. Watch No Country for Old Men. Read the book first. Um, but the Coen Brothers—that's probably like the best like book adaptation of all time. I I agree because the, the, what was perfect is I read that book before I saw the movie, and the Coen Brothers cut the exact perfect parts from the book where when I look back, I thought that scene did run on a little long yeah. or they did have too much with this character and they knew exactly where to trim the fat. That's what I thought made it so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... Uh, and it was just, it was scary. Yeah. <laughs> he uh, was scary. It makes me upset they didn't do The Road. Because <laughs> oh, that absolutely. movie That movie just drags on for no reason. That movie's not good and that book is amazing. The book is tense as fuck, dude. <laughs> You're just... Uh, like the... When he's there in the um, the bunker... 
They go into like the bomb shelter. Yeah. And then they open the door and there's all those kids there. Like you're like start reading faster and just like flipping the pages. Like like like, they're gonna run into somebody. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Like just keep flipping pages to hopefully they don't run into anything. They got vandals, like classic post-apocalyptic vandals, like in a fucking Mad Max truck. They got the dude that steals their shit and then they leave him high and dry. You're just like fuck. I almost didn't read that book because when I when I checked it out from the library, it had a sticker that said it was on Oprah's book club. Oh yeah, uh, it made me be like, no, I don't, I don't want to read it if it's in your book club, Oprah. <laughs> but I'd already read other his, uh, some of his other books. So yeah, I was like, I, and I know I like. I was at a bookstore and uh, I was looking for uh, Faulkner, Sound in the Fury, and this fucking uh, had the Oprah book club sticker. And I was like, oh, good grief. And then I opened it up, and it was just every single other line was highlighted. There was like hearts, notes in the margin. Like it said Corey like eight, 80 was times it a on used one page. Store? Yeah, the Iliad. Okay. Up in a, I think it just must have slipped under their nose because there's no, they shouldn't have accepted money for that. Like it was, it was abhorrent. Uh, but uh, you're just like, you're like, oh, of course. Fucking the, the one with the Oprah's book club sticker was bought by a yeah. fucking 13 year old girl. Like just ruined copies of As I Lay Dying, like every other fucking angsty thirteen year old. Yeah, ruined copies of. Stop trying to ruin his fucking good deep cuts. What are other? What's? Oh, I can't. Cormac think of McCarthy the name. is a good example. Where you're like, this guy is an artist to the highest level. Blood Meridian is a feat of literature. Yeah, I heard somebody say that. And I was like, that's the best way to put it. It is fucking insane. <laughs> but then. <laughs> when to write so slow? It's uh, his pace is yeah, but then anything else. But you have like the judge. Who's <laughs> just like just ruthless in that book, and you know what I mean? It can be slow because you're waiting for the buildup, or like it's like um, the beginning of uh, Inglorious Bastards, yeah, where you just... Kn- he's just building the tension, like taking as long as he can before he has to pop that balloon. That's that's how it works. I mean, that's how I don't know. Steve, some Stephen King books are like that in a way. Yeah. The Shining, they build and build. East yeah. of Eden, they build mm-hmm. and build. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um. So shouts out to Cormac McCarthy and the Fuck, Coen Brothers. Yeah. Um. Is it back to me? Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm it's done with those Florida cops not teaching five-year-olds a lesson, giving them pizza. <laughs> yeah. I hope that kid was eating his pizza going, where's my dipping sauce? Where, where are my cinnamon twists? I specifically asked <laughs> the operator for garlic butter sauce. Um, let's go to a gloves off. I don't even see what I have. This is Oh, this is great. Um, uh, like a gender something bullshit studies uh, professor in uh, Penn State. Uh, he's... Basically, put out this article that uh, essentially, in a nutshell, men don't recycle or use reusable bags. What? Because they think it's gay. <laughs> oh, that is not true at all. I mean, I don't. Maybe since we live in LA. Yeah, we're both locals, but. But. What? This is we're ground zero for fucking fuck nuttery of like social store uh, standards. You know what I mean? Like, uh, how did he? It so, all starts out here, but he's been, like, he's like, no guys, like, especially in Penn State, like that's not like, that's it's not exactly fucking like progressive. Philly, which I think has like a inordinate amount of fucking trans people because it is such a weird haven, but um like it's it's Penn State like the pedophile fucking uh def- defensive defensive coach yeah that type of like backwoods uh, like steel country Pennsylvania I guess you know what I mean so maybe so you are you agreeing with this you think maybe that no, guys a, do think it's gay no this is a gloves off on this guy it's a ridiculous study even. You're getting paid by a university? Well, yeah. Was this a statement? Or so he... so what they did was they got like a thousand people to answer like a bunch of questions when really only like 
a small percentage of the questions they were actually looking for the answer for. So it was to like throw you off. Like we're just taking a general census of like blah blah blah. But they only look at like the gendered questions. And men and women like almost unanimously voted use recycling. Like for women, men thought okay. So men thought recycling is gay. You're using you re, using reus, reusable bags gives off the perception to others that they might think you're gay. And then to women, they just found both like very feminine and unattractive <laughs> in men. Oh, the women didn't like men doing yeah, it. Yeah, no. Interesting. Yeah. See, I don't really, I don't like bringing the reusable bag so much, but I just like unnecessarily carrying a bunch of stuff that I sh- shove and stuff in my, shoving yeah, butter in my pocket. I, mean, I got this. Bro, when my mom rolled up from Costco and me and all my brothers are playing like video games in the living room and she's like, she comes in with like two bags. She's like, hey, I got groceries. Well, you got to pause that fucking game and go get groceries. And then it's me and my older brother like competing to just like see. You got bags all the way up to your biceps. Yeah. <laughs> You're just bleeding like, <laughs> from the plastic. Your fingers are all purple, just running. Uh, a trick I learned when I had to walk a while was um, I'd put, I'd do like two big bags that I can carry, like the old lady that Jerry steals bread from in Seinfeld. Yeah, sure. You know, a classic paper bag. And then I'd get like three bags. And fill them all lightly. And then I'd wrap a bungee cord around my waist like a belt and hang them from the bungee cord. That's gayer than a reusable bag. Exactly, dude. I'm actually in, the, uh, might be in one of the market for one of those old Asian lady cart things. You know, the basket that like unfolds Naomi with the two wheels? Naomi has one. She uses it That's, all the time. I think I'm in I the market. I make fun dude. of it so much, but every time I've been with her, it's so unbelievably convenient. <laughs> yeah, dude. Especially when you're at the store and you're like, fuck, I walked here. I want to get LaCroix, though. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, I already got a gallon of milk. Can I really get a twelve pack too? <laughs> That's gonna my my fucking delts are gonna be tired, dude. Uh, also, I've been in the market. Side note for a papusan chair. Started not, looking those. I don't know. You know those like bowl futons? Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, dude. It's just like it's just so like it's on like a wicker frame. Yeah, those are nice. I like those. And uh, yeah, dude, my sister had one growing up, and I was like, I just out of nowhere, I <laughs> haven't seen one in like ten years. I was like, what? Are, what are those? I was like, futon bowl chairs. And it's like papusan. I was like. I think I've heard that too. What They're like they, eighty they bucks. Go? That's not bad. Eighty to eighty to like obviously. I mean, eighty to like ten thousand. But normal ones like eighty to like one hundred fifty bucks. You can get a fucking papus on. And they're big. I would imagine it'd be a good snuggling chair. Great snuggling chair. Um, sorry, we were talking about this gender studies guy. Oh yeah, that's right. That's, that's and my... we're talking about decorating our apartments. That's what I'm saying. I the gloves off is fifty percent. The fact that this study happened anyway, like I get like he's a technically a scientist and he's got to delve into the unknown. And this is the stupid profession he picked and the stupid like niche of academics. But like, bro, just like you got better shit to figure out. Like, why are you drawing attention to this? You know what I mean? Absolutely. Especially when you to like get into like if you're a guy, get into the guy's mind and, you know, it's purely based on incentive. You know what I mean? Results. If you just like. Or not even that. If you just get Drake to be like, I use reusable bags because I never recycle lines, something like that. And you're just like, that's going to get more dudes to recycle bags than anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, get yeah, get Tom Brady to talk about also, how he loves recycling. But I get the reusable bag part more than the not recycling because both the you just put one next to the other. Your brain goes can, garbage. It's not hard. Well, also, what I think is a big part of it, guys don't recycle because they go buy a separate trash can at their house. Sure. Most places I've lived with all dudes, it's just a trash bag like hanging on the back of a chair. Yeah. Or, like, that's our corner. Uh, but uh, they don't recycle in public either. And speaking of reusable bags, 
Did your mom have one of those like long sleeves that you would just stuff bags in? Oh, the bag sleeve, yeah. Yeah. What happened to those things? I don't know, but my I bet you my grandma still has one. My mom probably still has one at her house, like hanging on her pantry door. But yeah, that you, or yeah. like at least like even the worst people like had like a bunch of like Albertsons bags under their kitchen sink. Yeah, I would just shove them under my sink, and that's why I still. Or you get a, you get a CVS bag like the big one, and you're like, this is gonna hold all the other bags. <laughs> that's why I don't get reusable bags because then I just use the plastic ones I pay for. Yeah, trash ba- uh, bathroom trash bags, because that's the one thing I never think to buy. I always think to buy regular trash bags, but I never think to buy those little baby ones. Well, also bags have gotten thicker. You remember grocery bags used to be like well, yeah, because all... you're paying ten cents for them now. They got to thicken them up because you 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 want to load them up. And they've got like they're like fully recyclable or restored whatever materials. But it's it's like this is a this bag itself weighs three times as much as the little like the traditional squishy plastic. Like who really has those now? Like liquor stores, I guess. I think that's it, and they have those black dollar stores, the black ones. But um, when I used to be a bag boy when I was a kid, that you'd get all the. Now I get why they did, did the bag ban because you'd get cheap old grandmas who would go quadruple bag every one. Oh yeah, they just wanted to hoard these bags for mm-hmm. picking up poop or whatever the hell bathroom trash cans. Like really quadruple bag it. It's, uh-huh. like, it's toilet paper. Yeah, it's not gonna break. I know. I know. I know your game, lady. Yeah. Hey, I'm walking it to the car. I'll. I'll put it in your trunk. Um, all right, back to you. What do you got? Back to me. This one's kind of corny. Coming from real life, it's a hats off. Oh, you're too kind. You're too kind. Ah, shut up. I just realized I went to a, I went to a party last night for the seventy year old lady. Most of the other people were probably in their forties. No, oh, yeah, I don't think you'd want to. Oh shit. Never mind. I didn't. Maybe you did, but. So my hat's office is a good old-fashioned fun. Good old-fashioned fun. Yes. I love it. Because I, I haven't been to a party like this in so long. All my parties, it's the same thing. There's a group outside smoking weed and cigarettes. Someone's going to bust out blow at some point. People just It's more of like a bl- kickback or a hang. Blast or... shitty music. And it never seems, I don't know, old, good old-fashioned. It always seems no, when like it's, a... more, it's more debaucherous. When a big when a big group of like older people get together, it's more like a wedding reception. You know what I mean? This was so like a nice traditional and peaceful. It was at these people's houses. There were probably twelve of us there. They got a, one of those guys to make tacos. It's Ooh. in Inglewood, right up on a nice hill, cool breeze, and then everyone was drinking, but no one did it to excess. Hmm. And then we just played TV show theme song trivia where one guy just had his iPhone and he would just play songs from TV shows yeah. and we all guessed. And it was we did it for like two hours. It was incredible. Charles fun. and Charge! Yeah. <laughs> I, I won, by the way. Uh, uh, yeah, that doesn't surprise ones. me. Uh, what are the good ones you got? The be- Okay. Well, I got Fresh Prince, which isn't hard, but he had played, the wrong, he had p- played the wrong version, like the royalty-free oh, okay. version on YouTube. Oh. And so I got that one, which was good. The best one I got, he played it, and I just said, BJ and the Bear. And it was, and I've <laughs> never seen BJ and the Bear. I, I, was tr- I was just trying to be funny. That's one of those shows I'm not even sure actually existed. The it's only just... reason I know about it is because in Mallrats, yeah. there's a line where Jason Lee says, why don't they bring back good shows like BJ and the <laughs> Bear, A Man and His Monkey? That's something I can get behind. Yeah. And that's all I know about the show. And I said it. I was just trying to be funny. And the guy goes, yeah, it is BJ <laughs> and the shit. Bear. And everyone just thought I was some psycho savant who needed to chill out. 
Yeah, but instead of like flying in a helicopter for eight minutes and then you could draw the New York City skyline, <laughs> like like most like autistic savants, you're just like, this one is definitely happy days. Well, that's what I was. Trust telling. me, trust me. Wait four seconds. There it is. I told him. I said I'm a savant with the most use with the information that will never help me in the real world. <laughs> <laughs> New kid in the neighborhood lives downstairs and it's understood. But I got some good ones. Oh. Um. <laughs> So good old fashioned fun. I haven't done it in a, quite a while. Yeah, my family's too. And it was enjoyable. Like, um, we're great with references. I grew up in a video store. Like, um, I think my mom would probably give you a fucking insane run for your money on that. Oh, I'm sure. But my family the, uh, doesn't play games either. But uh, we just get yeah, like people drunk. will be like, oh, I love board games. We play like Trivial Pursuit or like Pictionary. And everybody's like, oh shit, I didn't know. Like, you guys are like professional Pictionaryers. That's how it is with Scrabble at Naomi's house. Where I'm like, oh, I've always been pretty good at Scrabble, and then. I'm trying to get big words, but they're strategically doing three-letter words because they can connect. Like, yeah, they yeah. know a whole different strategy that oh, I've never yeah. even thought they're of. They're also they're Asian. Yeah. So that's another that's that's a level of Scrabble that like I don't even want to mess with. It's like I'm gonna go to Sweden and play fucking chess. No thanks. Yeah. No, that's not <laughs> no gonna thanks. happen. Well, and they play every single day. Her mom and dad. Oh shit. They're yeah. so wholesome. Her mom and dad play uh, rummy every single night together. That's sweet. Literally every night. Aww. And so they're, yeah, they play board games like crazy. <laughs> when I first started going to their house for barbecues, I'd be like, you guys don't, you're having fun without alcohol and no one's in a fight in the back. No one yeah. cries. What, <laughs> what, kind of, what kind of family are you, you yeah. freaks? Um, I remember being at Thanksgiving at my uncle's house like three or four years ago. And we're just having dinner. It's like getting the end of dinner. I've had a couple of drinks and I'm just arguing with my brother about politics. I was like, how about you take you and your commie ass to the back <laughs> patio so I can finish my dinner? Something like that. And I realized it got quiet, and I like turned around to like the in-laws, my uncle's like wife's family. I was like, hey, sorry. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> Turkey's great. <laughs> <laughs> what do you put in your stuffing? Is that cinnamon? <laughs> oh, cumin. Oh, that's what it was. I, I could smell it now that I think about it. So, yeah, oh. I should do uh, wholesome stuff more often. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to kick this off. My second gloves off of the day, of the pod and of the week, our friend, the Brazilian drug kingpin who snuck out of prison. Oh, there's more? Attempted to sneak out of prison, dressed as his daughter. Yes. I guess a couple days after that happened, they found him dead in his cell. (laughs) Didn't I cover that? Didn't you? I covered it. Oh, fuck. We talked about him being dead already. Oh, man. But apparently, uh, the article popped up new. Uh, There's developments. He, uh, uh, I guess there's just power vacuums. And he was given like 73 years, and he was like, fuck. We're done, though. Well, so. and he had already escaped from prison before, like five years before that. Because that was my point. Keep trying, bud. Yeah, yeah. That's a cool idea to dress up like your daughter. Oh, for sure. And it's he like could have possibly gotten it's away. It's akin with it. to that guy who did the uh, in Alcatraz. It's one of the things they show you. The guy yeah. did the head on the pillow, and he only did three quarters of a head because he's smart. He's like, no, part of your head sinks into the pillow. Yeah, and he made a raft. Out yeah. Of- Rain jackets, I think. Yeah. And so no one ever found him. So the idea is that he lived. He's essentially Sean Connery from The Rock. Yeah, exactly. It's like nobody ever escaped. It's like, because we kept this guy under wraps. Or did you ever see the movie I Love You, Philip Morris with Jim yeah. Carrey? Weird movie. Super, but amazing. Yeah, it's pretty good. It was really funny and heartfelt, but also cool because it was. It's also weird. I wasn't expecting that. It was a that prison break movie and it was true. I mean, I'm sure they exaggerated oh. stuff, but... Yeah, I don't think Ewan McGregor was actually, like, floating in any scenes of the fucking... Yeah, well, that part. But when he got, um, he got his prison outfit and stole 
like a green sharpie and put it in the toilet. So it made his outfit green. So he looked like a nurse and he stole mm. a badge and just the, he was ingenious the way he oh, yeah. escaped from prison. The things you do for love. The things <laughs> you do for love. Ah. That, no one knows about that movie. That one did not do well. Yeah. I don't know if they didn't get a wide release or. No, I don't. Uh, oh, another kind of gay uh, prison break movie. Let's go to prison. Oh, directed by Bob Odenkirk with Will Arnett. It's fucking hilarious, yeah. dude. Uh, I I put that on my list to show my girlfriend because we were watching uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, and the Even guy who better. picks him up at the hotel when uh, Dell's like, "I got a," he's like, "I called my friend over at the train company. He's sending somebody to come pick us up," and he's like, "Get your lazy ass oh, yeah. out of the truck." He's, he's the guy from Let's Go to Prison. He's the warden. He's like, "I didn't know that." Was if the you same have any guy. comments, complaints, uh, just any type of commentary. Put it on a piece of paper, fold it up real, real nice, and shove it up your ass. <laughs> that line in plain, that scene in Plain Strains is so good when he's like, pick up, get your lazy ass, pick up their luggage. He goes, no, we got it. He said, nah, she's strong. <laughs> Her baby came first, out sideways. First one. She didn't scream or nothing. First one came out sideways. <laughs> and he's just spitting all over his lip. And then he, he spits into his hand and shakes Steve Martin's hand. And he does that weird pig. I don't know. That movie's so good. Yeah. Ain't no, ain't no trains leaving Wichita unless you pig or cow. <laughs> oh, the Bob Odenkirk directed another movie called Melvin Goes to Dinner, hmm. which is truly one of the coolest, best movies I've ever seen. I never heard of it. Melvin Goes to Dinner. Melvin, it's so. It's going in the notes, good. and it should go in your notes, idiots too. Yeah, put it in. It was based on a play. But it's not pretentious at all. It's just basically, it's almost all dialogue driven. Jack Black's in it. David Cross is in it. But it's mostly just four people sitting at dinner shooting the shit. Just all dialogue. Huh. Kind of like how Clerks is mostly dialogue. I think it's set. 100% on Rock Is it 100%? Holy and it shit. came out probably 15 years ago. I was just at a Tower Records 15 years ago and we were just going through stuff. And I was always a Bob Odenkirk fan. I was like, no, I've never heard of this shit. I just bought the DVD, but then I let. My friend Colton borrow it, and I never got <laughs> it back. There's a, f- a similar movie I was trying to think of. Um, f- I'm not going to look it up, but the uh, it's like Julia Stiles. Um, what was it? Julia Stiles. I think David Cross was in it too. Like he brings her as like a date to like a dinner party with his friends, and while they're having dinner, they find out like all the couples are splitting up, and so she's just like, "This is her first date." She got brought to a dinner party with this guy with his friends, and then. Uh, what is it? It's a disaster. Yeah, that's it. Thank you for throwing that up on the big screen. Super producer Jeremy Beam is running a good team of interns over here. They uh, never heard of it. Uh, Sounds cool. But the wall that's happening, it's like a like, it's just like like you're saying. Like it's a, they're all sitting at dinner, and then like you realize all their relationships are falling apart. And she's like, "I'm new to this," and he's like involved. Like one of the people there is his ex, and like everything there. And then while that's happening, the apocalypse happens. So then they're kind of trapped in the house. What? Yeah. Sounds awesome. Yeah, it's actually it was I was pleasantly surprised. Check that out. Um there's another cool dinner movie. Now we're just going on. Diner? <laughs> no, I can't think of what it's called, but it's a Woody Allen movie and Will Ferrell's in it and they do I think it's about 2 hours and they do the first half dinner party as a comedy, then the exact same dinner party as a drama. It's hmm. really interesting. That's cool. Uh they did something like that on a uh, I think it wasn't Project Greenlight that Matt Damon show, but they did a uh, Melinda and Melinda, exactly. Melinda, Melinda. The uh, uh, man, our interns are quick. Uh, We're not. We gotta give them a raise. <laughs> we gotta give them some of that string cheese. I know we wrote our names on it and said don't touch, but uh, what was I thinking? Oh, that's right. The um, 
I think it was like I think it was put on by like Time Warner Cable or something. But they would they'd produce the same script from two different directors. So they'd get like aspiring directors or like students, film students, give them the same script, the same budget, and they would come up with different movies. Oh, that's it's really kind cool. of interesting. Yeah, like it's just it shows you like it's an example of like when I was a teenager, I, it blew my mind of like you know how much a director actually does in like the shaping of like the visceral enact like a uh, engagement with the audience and he's like oh he shot it from like the other side of the room or like they left this scene out completely like shit like that and just how you interpret a script or book because that's yeah. why book clubs I mean I guess they're not cool but they are cool because some I tried to get into a book club and it's all just like w- like old women. Yeah, I know. There's no cool modern. There's no hip book club for us. It's the internet. But I like. <laughs> yeah, what I. It's just cool when you. You're like, oh, it was three in the morning, and I was half asleep during those eight pages. So I didn't. I didn't pick up on that point or that oh, yeah, subtlety. Yeah. Or, mm-hmm. yeah, just hearing different interpretations. Anyway, what 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 were we talking about? Who we gloves off? Melinda, Melinda, half Brazilian time. guy. I think it's your turn. Oh yeah, we're on Brazilian guy. All right, I'm gloves often. Gloves off. Coming in hot. I'm gonna gloves off. Yelp. 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 All right. Is bullshit. Oh, of course. But they're I mean, bullies, and yeah. they use mafia tactics. Uh huh. Yeah. They strong arm people. They used to. They strong arm me at my bar. They used to call and say, "Hey, we want to advertise. You know, if you give us X amount of money, we'll put you first on the search engine." And I told them, "Oh no, we're we're pretty much word of mouth. We have plenty of business. We're good." Then they called again with a, a higher up, and he tried to give me a cheaper price. I said, "No, we're good. We you know we're packed every day. My bar is always full. It's good. I'm good. We <laughs> we're like fine, we're, we're a local business." And then after that, they started flagging all my good reviews. So any five-star review or four-star review, they would just yeah. delete them from me. And now there's a new thing. They also have an army of interns where they go by write bad reviews. Hi, I'm Allison, and I just walked out of here. And you're like, I've been here all morning. This didn't happen. And the reason Yelp sucks is all these people shouldn't get a voice. And people try to... They watch like three... They watch two seasons of Anthony Bourdain, and all of a sudden they get to review... They get to talk shit on an Applebee's. Winston Churchill said the greatest argument against democracy is a five minute conversation with the average voter. Exactly. That's one. That's wonderful. And it's very fitting for this. (laughs) When I first started working there, we got a bad Yelp review and he went on about how he didn't like this and that. And then at the end, he wrote, I've never actually been to this restaurant, but that's what my friend told me. Imagine that's unreal. The balls on this guy. The balls on this guy. And now Yelp's up to... But he admitted it? Yeah, at the end. He he wrote the whole thing like he was there, and then he said, I've never actually been there. But now what Yelp is doing is, I guess if you go to Yelp, for not all restaurants, but a lot of restaurants, there are two numbers. One number says for questions, and one number says for orders. And when you do the one for orders, it just goes to Grubhub, who they partnered with. Instead of going to the restaurant directly, and Grubhub charges them t- the restaurant 20% for each. Because, you know, you pay Grubhub and you say, hey, put us on your website. We'll give you 20% so we can get more business. But Yelp secretly popped in their number. Because you uh, can easily call a restaurant, put it into go order, no problem. You talk to Susie, who's the hostess, good to go. No, yeah, you're fine. Uh, forget who else was doing that. Google was doing that for a while. But then they realize like Google Maps, like most places don't even have the proper hours uploaded because it's kind of dependent on the user. My favorite is when you look at like a small business and there's like four reviews and it's all just like 
clearly like family members of whoever. Oh, absolutely. Because that's what every business does in the beginning when they first open. You know, you get all your people. That Even if they don't ask them to, like your friend just opened a business, so you go visit and you write a nice review. You've not ever been there. <laughs> you just, you're just like, oh, yeah, my friend just opened a coffee shop. Let me just. I like my friend. She's yeah. cool. Yeah. She's just, made me coffee. Let's give at her home a good before. review. Get a nice little head start, little kicker. Into Gets the... it started. Then you get the real ones. But there are places for the where... real ones. Yeah, and a lot of people just Yelp is yeah, just there most people don't use Yelp. I've been doing this weird thing lately where I don't I've never used Yelp in my life. I'll watch I'll watch like a documentary that takes place in some small town in Arkansas and then I'll just Google that town and see what kind of restaurants they have and they yeah. all have two Yelp reviews because they're well one, they don't have really any restaurants. They're not in LA. <laughs> but they're not interested in going online and no. bashing these people. Well that's also the thing is like Yelp is only used for bashing. I don't know anybody like leaves like that was an amazing experience and does anything but say that to whoever they were with. No one like goes online to be like, I'm going to help them out. Yeah, I cut a lady off because we, we were closed. The restaurant had been closed for an hour and I, she wanted another uh, glass of wine. I said, oh, no, we're closed. We can't serve anymore. And she immediately goes on her phone, writes a Yelp review. I get alerted of it, and it's just, this place is trash. The bartender doesn't know anything. They close at midnight, and it's only it's only 10, and they won't serve me for some reason. You might as well go to Carl's Jr. McDonald's is better than than this place. And Carl's Jr., Well, you though. can flag those. You're not allowed to, the rules of Yelp, you're not allowed to use other businesses as examples. So if they ever do that, they immediately just get deleted. I got you, bitch. But she was making up business hours. We close at 9. <laughs> it was like 10.30. <laughs> You're already being nice, and she's like, I'll show you. Yeah. And there's another bar oh, in my shopping center. So it's, you know, I understand if you have to drive 30 miles to get another beverage. But it's like, no, you just walk diagonal 40, you know, 90 feet. Oh, yeah. Like, you're in. Uh, up in Santa Cruz, it's great bar, bar crawls because it's like you, you start at Fridays, and then you kind of just work your way because places close in succession. It's like this place closes at 9, this place closes at 10, this place closes at midnight, and then... Where I worked, last call, fucking one o'clock, closes at two. Where you're like, no, we all know. Like you, it's like, oh hey, herd's moving. <laughs> like it must yeah. be nine. <laughs> Let's all just we're all going to fucking lazy dog now. Yeah, and I get it. You and your girlfriend haven't seen each other in a while, and you finally got a night off from your kids. But there are thirty bars in a two mile <laughs> radius. Take a fucking Uber. <laughs> Not even that. Like, fuck it. Walk off some of this booze. Like it's like especially like what is it Huntington? I assume. Yeah. It's like there has got to be a bar. Like, ask anybody in a Hawaiian shirt, and he'll point you to a place that sells <laughs> alcohol. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's a bar that closes at two a.m. Literally ninety feet from me. <laughs> <laughs> like, just stand up. I know this is your first Tinder date, but uh, you know they have a jukebox there, and I do like the move because first you turn off the TVs, then you turn off the music, then you put on blinding lights, and people just still sit there. Yeah, people just sit there. What? No, there's it's every like chair when the, is stacked <laughs> around you. You're surrounded by stacked chairs. You guys are closed. The uh, the homeless guy when he's like walking, you can see him like five cars ahead, walking down like the middle of the lane, and he gets to you, and you're just like tapping your steering wheel, just looking yeah. straight ahead. He's <laughs> just like, oh fuck, hitting him hard, dude. Getting really into the song. Well, that... I'm just like I'm a like since I was like I don't know since I was like 20, I'm like a nah man, sorry. Like I'll give him at least a wave off, like respectful. <laughs> but like just like a lady in a Camry next to me she's just like gripping <laughs> her steering wheel tighter just like trying not to stare at him but like that's how people they're like they, they're they aware of all these steps that are going on around them and they're just like they're like oh oh, oh oh no no sorry like they know they've like 
betrayed the rules, but like the social contract they have in their head is like, oh, if, as long as like I apologize, like they, they they'll eventually have as to come and ask us. Yeah, as yeah. long as. Oh, I'm sorry. We. Oh, I'm sorry. Were you standing here? It's like, <laughs> yeah. What? Oh my! Oh, oh there's a line. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh shoot! I didn't. Yeah, you get away with what you can. Yeah. And but yeah, the homeless thing Can't now. I don't. Even, I don't give the wave off anymore because it's every <laughs> intersection where you know a handful of years ago it'd be like all right I'd see. Maybe one a day, oh, yeah. but now when I first it's moved here, I, like every, like if it's a chick, they usually get a buck or like. Yeah, girls get way more money. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, but then also you just like you're like I'm not giving her money because her fucking boyfriend's probably asleep in that tent forty feet from me, because they know that girls get more money. So he's like, "You go work, bitch," uh, and we can all score together. Uh, what do I have? Oh, oh, you guys are aware of this. This is a uh, hats off. Our friend uh, Gerbongli, Berda Muhammadov, uh, the president of Turkmenistan, prime minister. Oh, yeah, he's back. Supreme leader. Uh, he <laughs> So people thought he was dead. So in response, he released a rap song with his son. Was, uh, that was oh, yeah, I heard that. Previously that covered on the good. show. Uh, that was really good. Yeah, he's fucking ripping it hardcore, uh, old school style. And uh, but a. Apparently, people didn't believe he's not dead yet. So he got a uh, dune buggy and did donuts next to that flaming hole that we're such fans of on the pod. Uh, if you guys aren't aware, go back and listen. But essentially, there's a few locations where th- the devil is going to rise up. Uh, a few of them are fire holes. Some of them are just distinct archways. One of them is a monastery. But uh, this is a, a giant crater in Turkmenistan. Friend of the show, friend of the country, country friend of the show. He might be the best friend of the show. If you're doing yeah. donuts around a Satan hole, yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's like that, but that's his way of telling his people that he was alive. He's like, he's not only alive, he's living. He, you know, I, yeah. I feel so alive. I mean, the adrenaline that must be pumping through, coursing through this man's veins. Oh yeah, I was also hoping, like, I mean, I'm and I'm imagine plenty of people in his weird. Uh, dictatorship that we are fans of um you know dissidents people we wouldn't agree with probably don't like what would uh that don't like him probably would want him because he's i mean i know he's a probably a fantastic driver but people were hoping yeah. that he'd be a poor driver so he'd accidentally donut because i mean we've all seen the videos people doing donuts and somebody gets whipped by the fucking tail end of a car yeah that you go into a crowd it gets a lamborghini a little too hot on the throttle you just fucking drift out in the fucking just intersection drift into another car i've seen him where a guy will go out to take a picture of the donut, and then he'll <laughs> lose control, and he just gets just fucking, fucking whipped. And people don't realize a car going 13 miles an hour will throw you 10 feet. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like a car has to be going. I've been hit by cars, but like always like skateboarding or like coming hot off like into an intersection, stuff like that. But it's like if they weren't braking, like my leg's going out of here. Fucking right angle. But uh, fucking I couldn't think of a sicker way to be like, I'm here. I wonder if they have a fence around the fire hole. Nope. Even Tur- cooler. I was I was hoping that's what you would what say. You, it's like they don't have fences. You there? go look at like uh, like castles in like France and stuff, and they they just have like these crazy walkways which has a sign like "Be careful," and that's it. They don't have like like you go to England and their castles all have like railings and like there's bars and like it's all these safety precautions and ropes and shit. France is like, bitch, we told you to be careful. Yeah, that's on you. <laughs> yeah, you Turkmenistan, know- I, I I assume is. Since I mean it's friends with us, we're probably like-minded enough that it's like just 
hey, idiot, don't go that close to a fire hole. Yeah, don't do donuts. But if you're a supreme leader, then obviously it's you his can pull fire it hole. Off. Yeah, he's the owner of the country. Well, essentially, and he's a, probably a way better driver than all of us. Oh, I bet of you course. he's the best driver ever. Whoever lived. No, not the best, but I bet he could like hold his own. Best doom buggy driver. No, that's me, dude. No, you'd fall right in that fire hole. Um, actually, my brother's the best doom buggy driver. My uh. My aunt Karen, her ex boyfriend of like twenty years, they uh, but they had this property out in the middle of fucking nowhere, like, uh, middle of the high desert, like west two hundred fifty, like two hundred fifty eighth west, and like Avenue D in the Antelope Valley. It's fucking like middle of nowhere, next to like an Air Force base. But he would build his own dune buggy, so he'd take like, uh, the body off of like a Volkswagen Beetle and put like a Toyota MR2 motor in it. Those are the best dune buggies. And he's the, the bug dune buggies are always the coolest. My older brother Mason fucking flipped it. It was just him and my little brother Mickey, and they fucking they they rolled the thing. And he came to pick him up, and he was like, he was upset because he's like, I've been trying to flip this thing <laughs> for like three years, and this fucking little shit's gonna come and like, he's like, he was like good hearted about it. But he was he wasn't pissed like he's like no just help us lift it up like the front wheels onto the back of my pickup so we can drive back to the house. But he he was like he was fucking enraged that he was like I've been trying to flip this fucking thing, and these fucking kids come to my house and flip my doom buggy. I flipped the I, I've I flipped the first doom buggy I ever drove, but it was more just from lack of experience, just charging as hard as I could, and I just went off. Did you this, yank? I did, no, I just I saw dirt jump and I went off it. Fuck and yeah. I should not have done that. And I was alone. <laughs> so I flipped and I remember crawling out of it and being like, Oh shit, that would I'm in the middle of the desert by myself. Yeah. And I could have gotten fucked up, but I didn't. He had this gnarly sand rail. It's like it's like just a long doom buggy essentially with a more powerful motor. But uh he's like, Yeah, I got this thing up to like ninety seven. But he's like, You can't go any faster than that because it doesn't have a windshield. We'd go out there to ride uh, dirt bikes, and our dirt bike helmets have visors. So you'd get above 40 miles an hour, and it'd just pin your head to the seat because the wind's underneath. You'd have to, like, use both of your hands wrapped around your head to pull it down, and then you'd have to, like, look out of the top of your eyes <laughs> just so you, like, had any type of function. But going, like, 80 miles an hour on something without a windshield is fucking insane. Yeah, you feel a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd, I'd love you to see. You feel it all. I would love to see what our boy Gerbangli, uh, Gerbangli could, uh, could pull off in a fucking real souped-up machine, you know what I mean? I want to find some video of this. Um, there's pictures for sure. Um, could we get some photos on the big screen? Do yeah. you have anything uh, else? Do you any any more tops? Hot tops? Mm, yeah, I mean, I could always keep going. How much time? Are... Oh, uh, the, sorry, uh, you have the Doom buggy. The do- uh, All right, yeah, I got Gerbogli, a... Gerbogli, uh, Dirt, Meta, Head Off. I got a gloves off. This one's... 50? 50, 50 minutes. All right, well, this will be a quick one. This is a gloves off. Yeah, what's up? This man just got arrested in Mesa, Arizona for fucking his cat. And when the cops came, they found him in the shower with the cat, and he said, I was just drying it off. (laughs) They also found meth and counterfeit money in his house. But my whole thing, being a virgin to fucking cats, how do you get caught fucking a cat in the safety of your own home? Yeah, what kind of red flags are on the outside of your exactly. home? Exactly. Because I would think I could go home right now. I live in an apartment building. I could fuck a cat, and I would not get caught. Oh, for sure. What is this guy? He lived in a home. Yeah, you're not sharing walls with anybody. Exactly. You're a... Uh, I mean, what is he not gagging? I mean, cats fucking is like a... Like a... It's like a cliche. You know what I mean? It's like a saying. You cat fucker. 
No, I'm saying like uh like it sound like cats having sex out there. You know what I mean? Uh But a cat could do that inside. I don't know. Feels intimidated. Hey, we got footage of the dune. Holy shit. <laughs> That's definitely where the devil's coming out of. Oh, that that is. Oh, that's unreal. That's fucking sick, that right? That guy's my hero. I wish he was my real dad. His son must love him. Hey. Oh, and he's Oh yeah. That guy. Look at him. He looks like he is a cat fucker. Oh, now we got the Oh, yeah, that's a cat fucker. Greg? I was just drying it off. <laughs> no, that's hilarious cuz that's like one of those excuses that uh that people use like, "Oh, I was just cleaning it." When you get caught like jerking off. Yeah. But he's just like uh, I wasn't having sex with this cat. It's like, like clearly, I mean, you have a sex neighbor with this must cat. have called. You got to gag it somehow. The caller reportedly told police that Michael. No, we don't want to say his name because he's a dirtbag. Took his cat into the bathroom. The caller then heard the cat screaming and heard him heard him say the cat was stuck on his penis. He also reportedly heard him yell at the cat and called it a whore. He called the cat a whore. No, that's like that's one of those cases of like this guy's just lived alone his whole life. Or and like, he's on meth. He just moved out of like mother's house. Yeah, he like lives in his own weird world. It's like very like I'd say it's like uh adjacent to like incels. You know what I mean? Where it's like this weird fucked up psyche, like from built from like antisocial behavior. Yeah. That he's like talk like talking to his cat like it's a person. Like, you're my sexual partner. He probably actually like loved his cat. You know what I mean? Do they have weird pussies where that you can get stuck? Yep. Well, dogs do, so I imagine cats do, because there's that Richard Pryor bit about how he wishes rapists, he wishes women could do that, so if women get raped, then they just clamp their pussy down and jump around until the cops come. <laughs> yeah, because dogs will get stuck fucking. Dogs will get, dogs so get stuck. So I assume cats would But too. dogs have fucking rods, dude. Everybody always thinks it's just the lipstick, but there's fucking 18 inches in a fucking small dachshund. Police say he's a methamphetamine dealer who trades the drug for housing and showers at various locations. Police took the cat, examined it by a vet, who reportedly told police that the cat suffered wounds around his backside. Oh. So. He also found rib fractures, pelvic injuries, but he claims he loves his cat and he's had it since he was a kitten. But of course it's going to have all those injuries. It's yeah, a he's, cat he's and you have a man dick. He's rough fucking a, a kitten. Like of of course it's gonna have rib problems. Oh, the dude's this got a piece on him, but also, basically he's a homeless guy. He did this at somebody else's house. No, I thought it was his own home, but maybe not. It was in a home. It was. I he hope, was indoors. I hope it was indoors. Uh, well, his the he's like, hey, I'll give you a teener of fucking meth for uh if you let me fucking just shower here tonight, and he just fucks his cat. Like, dude, I mean, uh, come on. He's like, uh, he's like, I'm not, he's like, uh, he's like, hey, me casa su casa, man. Like, take a Gatorade, but you fucked my cat? Like, when I said make yeah. yourself at home. Yeah. Oh. I didn't mean shit on my bed sheets. God. Man, wait, I'm sorry to bring it down so much, but this guy needs to be called out. Uh, I think his life is exactly where he deserves it to be. Oh, Absolutely. And now also, put that cat down. There's going to be some fucking internet group that's going to be like, let's save this fucking cat. Let's go fund me to repair this cat's fucking asshole. Just put the cat down. I wonder if cats have the same kind of trauma that humans do as far as, you know, that it'll affect them for oh, the rest no. of their life and come out in For sure, probably ways. more so than humans because they're just, they're like straight up, like they only meow be to mimic like a human baby. Cats are evil. We didn't domesticate them. They domesticate us. 
cats. So like my fucking cousin Allie stuffed our kitten in the cup cupboard. We kept the glasses up top, but all the plastic cups were down bottom where the kids could reach them. She threw her fucking our cat in there like a couple times, and that fucking bastard lived to like twenty and never forgot. Never, <laughs> this dude, never forgot. I don't know if it's trauma, but he's like, nope, that's not happening. Fuck all of you. He'd, s- he'd sit under like an end table and just fuck you up every time you came out of the hallway. He'd just sit under the couch. You're just sitting there for like twenty minutes. He'd come from behind the couch, start fucking up your Achilles. Huh? Cats do not forget. I don't know if it's trauma, but it's definitely a safety mechanism where they're like. All right, I tried to be a cute little kitten. Now I'm on the offense. Well, your cousin seems evil too. Uh, she's all right now. She's got three kids. She's like 22. Like I don't know. She's an, she's a person now. Whatever. She's a yeah. fucking cunt of a little kid. But we all had little problems. I was I was not a fucking peach pie to deal with when I was 15, let alone seven. Yeah, I was way better at seven. It was around I think 12, 13. That's when I started getting wild. No, I never, yeah, I started getting wild, like, in, like, junior high and high school, but I was more, like, precocious when I was little. Like, people were like, man, you talk like an adult, and I was like, all right. Um, I remember uh, being in our living room, and my uncle's like, how old are you? I was like, six, going on seven, and he's like, shouldn't talk like that, and I was like, <laughs> like just out of just, like, concern, he's like, he's like, what are you, what are you, queer? Don't fucking, what You're going to you? weird people out, <laughs> yeah. for your own benefit, <laughs> for you, don't talk like that. <laughs> Um, all right, I think that's it for the Hats Off, Gloves Off podcast. Do you have anything else? No, it's been a real treat. It's been a treat. Shouts out to our five listeners in India. Oh, yeah. Our man in London. Where else? Uh, San Diego. Uh, we've covered London. Um, nobody else, Nobody in uh, Ireland or Scotland yet. South Africa. We got some oh, South yeah. Africa. Oh, yeah, South Africa's number two on the board, dude. Coming in hard and out of fucking Joburg, Johanberg. And subscribe, guys, and we know who you are. Yeah, San Diego. I mean, if we get enough listeners there, we'll come to a stand-up show. Um, that's the goal of all of this is to build fans in places so you guys can come to a show when we come to your city. Everywhere except for Johannesburg. Um, scary place, not coming. I'm not going to go there. Um, yeah, we'll do this live. We could do the pod live, followed by a stand-up show or vice versa. Maybe do stand-up and then come out and do the pod. Just chat for a little bit, get suggestions from the audience. But that's, once again, in places like San Diego and uh, like Bakersfield. Boron. Shout out to Boron, California. Uh, Carson, too. It's where they get all the borax for cleaners. Nice. I'm a big fan of borax cleaner. Um, uh, but but once again, definitely, definitely not Johannesburg. <laughs> See, I'm down. I'll talk them into it. We're coming. Um. I'll have to do some like research online to find out like the what's the nice political situation. Yeah, what where to stay. Um, g- make sure you guys go check out Hats Off Gloves Off Podcast Hogo Pod on Instagram, um, where we try to make regular posts. Spencer is a regular poster on Instagram. I'm back in the game. He's back in the game after a couple years off. I wanted them wanting more. Now they do. Now they do. They're coming in hot, uh, as well as the likes. Uh, make sure you come rate and review and suck our penises. I love you. <laughs> <laughs>